The whales are clustering. Where is it happening and what could it mean for the price of Bitcoin? Tyler Winklevoss says Bitcoin is better than gold. And a Bitcoin skeptic has turned Bitcoin bull by buying up to 17,000 Bitcoin in just three days. If you're a fan of vintage video game systems, you'll be excited to see the moves that Atari is making into the space. A joke meme coin has turned out to be no laughing matter. And Craig Wright is denied once again. And now he heads to court. We've also got a big announcement for NFT lovers as the world's first NFT subscription box launches next week. Please look directly into the iris scanner, place your palms on the digital reader, and begin singing The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and that will get you all ready for this. Bad News, episode number 447 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four... some earworms and somewhat bizarre whale sounds into your head welcome to the bad crypto podcast i'm joel com and i'm a whale apparently joel says do your whale voice i'm like yeah. what you know <laughs> <laughs> that is travis right uh playing the role of the whale today not a bitcoin whale though just That's a true. regular my bitcoin you guys ever heard that story more of a beluga whale. Yeah. Something like I'm that. wearing a beluga hat. Our bad news episode. Not that the news is bad. Some of it's not so great, but some of it's really awesome. And we do our news recap every Thursday evening. And uh, it's actually Thursday around noon here right now. And we'll give you a very accurate timestamp shortly before we hit to CoinGecko in a moment. But first, want to give you a reminder that we are still giving away $50 in free Bitcoin. It's a good time to get it. Bitcoin's a little lower right now. That $50 can become a whole lot more if Bitcoin goes up. And all you got to do to claim it is go to badco.in forward slash eToro. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, then you can qualify super easily, simply, without much effort badco.in forward slash eToro get signed up today claim your $50 in free Bitcoin from the whales at the bad crypto podcast <laughs> time stamping on September the 24th in the year 2020 it is 11 42 a.m and these here Rocky Mountains as I'm looking out on a beautiful day here in Denver uh, the crypto market caps at 342 billion dollars Bitcoin 10,689 Ethereum 347 Tether a dollar even XRP 23 cents Polka dot hanging in there at number five at four dollars 38 cents Bitcoin cash 216 Binance making a move up to 24 dollars chain link back in the top 10 at 929 the crypto.com coin back in the top 10 at 15 cents and rounding it out is our old friend the little brother to Bitcoin none other than Litecoin 44 dollars 85 cents had some big winners this week mr joe com one i've never heard of phantom ftm up 49 percent 
And then uh, our old friends over there at Celsius Network, up to 80, almost 81 cents. It's up 44% again this week. I'm so glad I sold that 11 cents. That's that DeFi play right there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's DeFi. You know, that's uh, they were doing it early, right? Celsius, you know, for quite some time, you've been able to lock up and earn interest on your crypto with Celsius. I think, yeah, I think had- they're one of the ones that sort of invented a lot of that stuff. They were, you know... Mr. Mashinsky over there tearing it up. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. Uniswap up 44% out of nowhere last week. That just popped up. And if you had ever used Uniswap, you got some magical internet money in your wallet just for free. That was a nice thing. Uh, up 44%. Helium up 41%. You can't just say magical internet money. That's not how this works. Oh, that's true. Did I just, Never. I just, I just broke protocol. Take two. Okay. So Uniswap, if you guys saw it, it was great. Like they just literally dropped 400 of Uniswap of magical internet money. A wimbo way, a wimbo way. Maura. All right. Don't let it happen again. (laughs) Solana, S-O-L, shit out of luck token, up 26%. Pretty good, S-O-L. Theta up 17%. DX chain. Up fifteen percent tokenized exchange. Some of these, a lot of these tokenizes, a lot of these, a lot of new stuff popping up into the top one hundred. At the same time, the biggest losers for the week also DeFi. DeFi dot money down thirty three percent. Yearn Finance down twenty nine. You know, so some of these ran big time and went. If you bought Yearn, you know, when you say down twenty nine percent, you think, okay, well that happens. But when you're talking about a coin that was, you know, up to $38,000 and is now at 24,000. That is some serious volatility. That is serious. Truly serious. So that's the news there. All right, folks, stay bad. The whales are clustering, Mr. Travis Wright, but it's not the not the the big, you know, beluga whales. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking about the Bitcoin whales. And as we go to our friends at Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world. Shout out to Jay, the new CEO there, and John, the editor in chief. There's a chart here that shows that the whales, the number of bitcoins they're holding that they're all at four different um, key levels that could be in the short-term resistance, going from 10,369 up to 10,842. Yep, and they also say that Bitcoin faces some strong resistance above 10,400 in the near term, although it's over that right now. Well, Bitcoin has continued to reject um, staying over 11,000. I reject you staying over 11,000. Yeah, but it has. I was, I was uh, watching a video by Leah Halpern um, on, on Twitter the other day, and apparently this is the long. well, it, it is the longest that Bitcoin's ever been over 10,000. There was like one day where it went, like, went down to like 9,800 a bit, but it's like there's a possibility that Bitcoin could last 100 days over 10,000 for the first time ever, except for that one little blip. Well, as long as we're talking about the price of Bitcoin, let's jump into this one here that apparently small Bitcoin addresses are at a four month low. Whether or not that's a bearish sign or not is yet to be determined. The data from Glassnode is saying that 
the um, the noticeable decline in small Bitcoin addresses coincides with the explosive expansion of the DeFi market. So more people might be moving small amounts from their Bitcoin wallets into Ethereum to do DeFi uh, because they're seeing a potential for more yield there in the short term. Mm. Or maybe they're just said, I'm tired of having just a little bit of Bitcoin. I'd like to have more Bitcoin. Give me all the Bitcoins. But you I found don't want just a-, a tiny small amount. I would like a larger amount, please. I would like for my Bitcoin bags to be very much filled. Um, I want to throw this at you, Mr. Joe Com. I found this tweet yeah. uh, from Glassnode. And so it says this, the number of Bitcoin addresses depositing funds to exchanges has doubled since the beginning of the year. So currently around 100,000 unique addresses send Bitcoins to exchanges each day. Last time they saw these levels was during the peak bull run of 2017. So there's a link to a tweet here and there's a link to studio.glassnode.com, which actually has the chart, really cool, fancy chart. It's the best charts. You know, we have the best charts Nobody has better charts than us. I can prove it. It's true. Um, and go check it out. It's pretty cool. What does it all mean? We don't know, but we know that the bulls are definitely still bullish. And one of those bulls who we reference on the show often and has yet to come on the show, Mr. Tyler Winkleboss, will accept either you or your brother or you playing the role of your brother because we can't tell the difference anyway. But uh, Tyler says that Bitcoin is better than gold itself of course the winklevi are the co-founders of the gemini crypto exchange and he said in a tweet bitcoin is better at being gold than gold and not just incrementally but by an order of magnitude or 10x better i'm not sure you know an order of magnitude would be 10x better Mm -hmm. that's a pretty significant order of magnitude that's a pretty big magnitude thing but i would say this says the guy who's got like 500 you know, thousand Bitcoin. I would say that too if I had like a shitload of Bitcoin. I'd be like, oh my God, hell yeah, Bitcoin's way better than everything else. Duh. You know, wasn't it last week, Travis, we talked about MicroStrategy, that company that's listed on NASDAQ, bought $17,000 worth of Bitcoins in 74 hours. And so now uh, the CEO of this company used to be a pretty big skeptic. His name is Michael Saylor. And, um, they are now up to $425 million worth of Bitcoin. So I think them and the Winklevi are definitely in the same league. Yeah, but check us out, though. This is freaking awesome. He goes, because, so they acquired they acquired a total of uh, 38,250 Bitcoin so far. But on August 11th, we talked about how they bought like 21,000 or 21,500 or so at around 250 million. So they disclosed that they bought another almost 17,000 Bitcoin. But check us out. To acquire the 16,796 Bitcoin, we traded continuously for 74 hours, executing 88,617 trades at 0.19 Bitcoin each three seconds, $39,414 in Bitcoin per minute. But at all times, we were ready to purchase 50, 30 to 50 million in a few seconds if we got lucky with a 1% to 2% downward spike so they just didn't come in and go buy it all at once because how do you do that they literally did some they trinkled that shit the uh, ceo went on to say i have a mega 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 problem and the mega problem is i have a lot of cash and i'm watching it melt away and uh, now he he's all in i mean that if anybody is you know put all their chips in this dude has they are uh, super bullish 
on Bitcoin. And there's more reasons to be. If we go to Bitcoin.com, there's a story here that says there are now more than 10,100 Bitcoin ATMs around the world. So mm. they're starting to pop up all over the place. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, that is true. That'll make our boy uh, Joff Paradise happy. He has that Cryptomatic ATM thing going down. Mm -hmm. so that'll be pleasing to him to know that. 10,000. There are 10,162 ATMs installed in 71 countries right now. That is a lot. Yeah, there's. Um, I, I haven't gone to see it yet. Almost like it's a, an exhibit. I haven't gone to check it out yet, but there's one like within a mile of me. Oh. I saw an, an ATM map. Of course, oh. the U.S. is still in the lead. Yeah, uh, check this out, though. It says there's also 211,000 other locations that sell Bitcoin, such as mall, kiosk, and convenience stores. Mm -hmm. Now, also, like CVS is doing buying some, you know, they had some of that too. And so, mm -hmm. more and more places are going to, you, know, you start. This is what mass adoption looks like, folks. I mean, slow and steady wins the race. We have more here than anywhere else. There's over 8,000 locations in the U.S. Canada's next, 879. The rest of the world is is slowly, um, you know, moving towards that. But by far, we are uh, we're the leader here. Yeah, we have the best ATMs. Look at how many's popped in this year. Like, if, if you're looking at this chart here, there was only about 5,000 of them or so, a little over 5,000 by the end of the year. And now it's over almost 10,000. Like, that's crazy that that growth has happened amongst the COVID-19s. Mm -hmm. So there's other indicators here as well, Travis. A last-minute addition to the news from the Daily Hoddle. PayPal to allow merchants to accept cryptocurrency, according to Aspirant Managing Director. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an investment management firm, Aspirant. Uh, they said in a new interview that uh, the, the the PayPal as openness to crypto is one reason why they view PayPal as a favorable stock right now. So they think that, uh, you know, they've always been at the forefront of e-commerce and digital payments. Now, we were talking about this, Mr. Joe Com. One thing that crypto does not really allow a whole lot of is like monthly recurring charges. So like say if you have like a, a membership service of some sort, like, you know, crypto, you can't just say, OK, I'm going to pay you you know, $20 worth of crypto every month. And then it's like, pull that out like you can with a bank account. So that is one difference between, you know, fiat and crypto and PayPal is really, has always been pretty good at allowing those sort of monthly recurring things. Mm -hmm. uh, Travis, we just had an interview earlier this week with Brock Pierce, who is running for president and Tim Draper, who is not running for president, but is supporting Brock's campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, that interview is actually going to come out um on sunday sunday show sunday evening this is a great interview uh they did most of the talking we did very little that's how you know it was great mm -hmm. and uh, maybe one of the most important you know interviews that we've done on here i mean i'm it, i was you know tim draper and brock pierce simultaneously like uh, it was it, you're gonna like that one guys yeah, it's going to be great. So, you know, Brock has announced his run for presidency as an independent candidate. He uh, he does have a path to victory, which I think is an interesting, you know, notion. The odds of it are extremely small, but you never know. And uh, he's got some ideas that you you may agree with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's come a long way from being a child actor. A lot of people know him from The Mighty Ducks, where he played uh, Gordon Bombay as a child. And uh, he was in other films, First Kid, Little Big League, and Ripper Man. I don't know what that one was about, Ripper Man. Don't so, know, but you know what? He, he, he does lay out 
some really interesting thoughts about how it's not just about this election. It's about over the next four years, helping create a platform that can help others. So lifting up and uh, you're going to want to tune into that faux show. We're also uh, we're, we're going to be interviewing Brittany Kaiser, of course, from Own Your Data, the whistleblower behind the Cambridge analytical scandal. And she is Brock's campaign manager. So uh, we're going to speak with her next week. And then shortly after, we'll release that interview as well. Hmm. So hey, um, some people call me Mr. Right because that's my name. Hmm? But, but very rarely am I wrong. I'll claim that I'm, I'm, I'm mostly correct. All of, you know, who's not though, Craig, Wright. Mm -hmm. So he has his summary judgment denied. So this billion dollar Bitcoin lawsuit that he has. Yeah. This is heading to trial folks. Yeah. They basically said that this is not going to be dismissed. There is a, a billion dollar lawsuit happening right now that says, um, 1.1 million dollars of bitcoin 1.1 million bitcoin, bitcoin sorry bitcoin yeah, yeah. worth roughly 11 billion at today's Ooh. rates um you know this is uh, between plaintiff ira Kleiman, who started the case and it says wright manipulated his late brother's bitcoin assets after his brother david Kleiman passed away in 2000 13 that he perpetrated a scheme against dave's estates to see, seize dave's bitcoins and his rights to certain ip associated with bitcoin technology mm. this is going to be one for the ages they'll probably make a they'll probably make a uh, you know one of those uh, hallmark movies about this someday <laughs> hallmark a lifetime movie <laughs> at abc after school because it's not like a great it's not gonna be like a great movie it's one of those like kind of subpar shittiest movies so we'll see when are we gonna make our our film travis yeah the bad movie the bad movie that's that's what it would be called just the bad <laughs> the bad movie followed by actually it should start as a bad tv show because there's a okay. lot of those six bad seasons and a bad movie That'd be perfect. As we can call it, we can, we can take an homage to Weird Al and call it even worse. Mm. The U.S. Postal Service has published a patent application filed by the USPS. It claims a combination of security of blockchain and mail service provides a reliable voting system. A registered voter would receive a QR code by mail, and you can keep anonymity still in this. Votes are stored on blockchain and attested by election officials obviously it can't happen for this election but i'm uh i, I don't see the problem with this mm. this was the case study that brought us together to do bad crypto really because when we were talking about the elections and all that crazy stuff and then you know we, we i wrote an article on huffington post about we need you hey we can bitch about problems and blame everybody else or we can find solutions and blockchain and voter id would surely be nice and here we are, four years later, the U.S. Uh, patent and Trade Office had published a patent for the USPS, the Postal Service. So, you know, that could be really helpful. I mean, I like the idea of a QR code on there. And then I, I assume I could see that my results have arrived and they're in the system. And Or well, I could use that QR code and just, and then, or what if somebody 
What if somebody, what if you get the mail and the QR codes there and then you scan somebody else's QR code? I wonder what happens. Right. There, there's definitely issues with integrity involved, and I don't know how they overcome that. But this article on Forbes talks about the requirements of an election, election system. The you know, Mr. Joe Kahn, let me tell you this. This is interesting. So um, there's a there's a, um, a project. That was, that was rude. That was really project. rude. I was, yeah. talking, I was saying words. Okay. Well, it ties on to that because, like, um, well, I think it'd be really cool to help eliminate that fraud would be so flow is a crypto that that uh, dapper labs is working on and they do the top shot and also they're getting ready to do their sale and what their sale what they're doing on their sale is you have to show your passport or your id and have a webcam so like that's what would be really handy is on this if you should do the qr code they say okay what's your name we know your name and your address boom here's my passport here's my id and here's my face and have somebody actually view it and, and check it off, almost like they would do at a polling office, then that solution would actually work because you could verify that that person was them. And it's not your your dead grandmother that's got to vote because she's been dead for 10 years and now she's still voting for, for Democrats. Grandma, yeah. quit, quit voting, Grandma. I know. You're dead. How are you even pulling that off? Uh, it's a good point. So here are the requirements to make an election fair. The vote should be anonymous. Coercion should be impossible. Only eligible voters should be allowed to vote. It should be easy to vote. All legitimate votes have to be rapidly tabulated to announce results and rapid audible recounts should be possible. Uh, you know, so this nonsense of, oh, ballots are coming in two weeks later. Nonsense. Nonsense. We didn't yeah, and you know what? Some of those swing states are the ones that are allowing it. Like I saw that North Carolina is going to allow stuff to arrive up to nine days late. Pennsylvania and Ohio. Like these are swings that maybe Michigan also. So they're going to allow, are they going to be post? Because here's the thing. Can't a postmarked thing be fraudulent? I don't know if that could be created like after the fact. Like, oh, wait a second. We need three. We need 314 votes to win this county. Okay, well, hey, give me some votes and then send them through. Like, I mean, that just seems they should say, all right, the election is November 3rd. There could be nothing postmarked past. October 31st or something. It's got, it's like. I don't 31st. Know. Yeah. 31st oh, October of October. 31st. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. A d- days ahead. So that way all the votes get there so they can be tabulated within a, a timely fashion. And I know somebody's listening to this and they're hurting. My, their fee fees are going and they're starting to re and they're mad at us because we're thinking that elections should be fair. And how dare we question the fact that elections might be, could be f- faked. No, no way it is. It's human nature. There's no reasonable minded person that disagrees with that. You can't, there's no argument with that. So re all you want, we'll make more. But let's move on with the news around the world. In fact, uh, this is what happens when you have a socialist regime. We're talking about Maduro's government in Venezuela. Now crypto mining activities are regulated. They're basically saying that in order to qualify, miners have to meet specific requirements, which, of course, are handed down directly from the the boss, uh, in this case, the tyrant of what they should do. And uh, I don't see a need to go into details on exactly what is allowed here and how it works. Just know that, you know, if that was imagine if you wanted to mine. Uh, Bitcoin here, if you're a miner, the government's saying, well, you can't unless you meet these requirements. Can't use your computer, can't use your electricity, can't use your know-how to mine crypto because we say you can't. You know what happens in that is like that becomes sort of crony. 
And like, all right, <clears throat> but my homie over here can. We're gonna let him do it because he's part of the he's part of the group. We'll let him do some mining, or we'll let her do some mining. You know, that's what it is. It's like there's a whole lot of favoritism happens in the socialist regime. Indeed. Uh, and on the other side of the South American uh, continent, we have a regulated Brazilian fund manager called Hashdex that signed a deal with NASDAQ to make NASDAQ, NASDAQ, it's only one of them, to launch the world's first crypto asset exchange traded fund, an ETF on the Bermuda Stock Exchange. So some um, are forward thinking. Some are. Also in the news, Check this out. Five major banks were recently exposed. This is from Bitcoin.com. Exposed for moving trillions of dollars. Forget this. Mobsters, OneCoin, and drug cartels. So according to the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, five major global banks have been exposed in funneling trillions of dollars in criminal funds, uh, according to these leaked FinCEN files. And this massive leak is like 2,100 documents from the year 2000 to the year 2017, which shows massive amounts of fraud. Uh, funds flowed from effortlessly from JP Morgan, HSBC, Standard Charter Bank, Deutsche Bank, and Bank of New York Mellon. What? Now that that is huge corruption, and this story should actually be bigger as a result of that. If you want to read the details of this, all the links to the stories are in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 447. But I got to say, the thing that stands out in the story most is the photo that they use at the top. It's a guy with a, a pig mask, very realistic looking pig mask, yeah. smoking a cigar, and he's wearing a top, he's wearing his big old banker top hat. And I'm like, you know, why did the pigs get a bad rap? I mean, without pigs, we wouldn't have bacon. And mm -hmm. bacon is one of the most delicious foods, in my opinion, on the face of the earth. I know I'm sure I just triggered yeah. somebody with that, too. But oh, just don't eat it if you don't like it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, pigs are very intelligent. They are super. And, and look at it. Like, they're so intelligent. Apparently, they're able to do fraud for banks. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Ms. Travis Wright, uh, we are so deep, deep, deep down the NFT rabbit hole that um, we do another show every Friday at five o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Pacific. It's called the Nifty Show, and it's live at nifty.show forward slash theta and nifty.show forward slash YouTube. Of course, uh, we're still celebrating the, uh, the incredible success of Blockchain Heroes. We've got a great community there, and but we're doing a lot of other things in the nft space even though blockchain heroes is just getting started you and i have been talking about and dreaming about doing something in this space before i think we even came up with blockchain heroes it was it was i remember we were when we first were talking about the uh, the proof of listening and when we were giving away nfts at the beginning of the year end of last year we were thinking about how cool it would be to uh, potentially do like a loot crate, but like an NFT subscription box kind of a thing. And the timing wasn't right. And the timing is like, eh, you know, well, we were talking about it again. We were revisiting some ideas recently and we're like, dude, we should totally do the nifty box now. It wasn't just that the timing wasn't right. The technology wasn't right. Technology you know, wasn't right. Deliver a subscription box to addresses, you know, wallets without manually doing it. Well, now, you know, we, we've, 
we're connected to some really smart people and now we have the tools to do it and we announced this to the um, the blockchain heroes community at last night's hero report but on tuesday um, September 29th at 12 noon Eastern, we are going to be launching the first WAX-based all-access NFT subscription box, and it's called The Nifty Box. The website is up at theniftybox.com. It's mm-hmm. going to be packed full of so much good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go check it out. You can go check it out and see all the magic that we've uh, we put together on this bad boy. And uh, we're going to have the NFT Hero Box and the NFT King Box, both of which will open up a whole lot of goodness. Yeah, you're going to you'll be able to purchase a membership card and we think they're going to go super fast. Um, And the once you have the membership card, we're going to be able to drop NFTs to you, not just once a month on a regular basis. Like I I suspect we're going to be able to be dropping some really unique and original and uh, some rare NFTs on a, a pretty much a weekly basis. And so uh, go to the niftybox.com. We're going to be going live probably Monday night um, and maybe even Tuesday morning when the sale is happening to answer questions and and walk people through it and show you some of the initial drops that we're going to be doing. But we've got a lot of partners on board already, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be super nifty. It's already fun. Yeah, it's already fun. Uh, speaking of NFTs, there have you heard of meme coin? I did. I, you know what? I remember there was a meme coin <clears throat> back in like 2017 or something. I don't. I don't necessarily remember what what, what the this deal is was. Not that. This is a new one, right? This is this is a new one. This is not that. This is a basically the idea here is to latch on to yield farming, DeFi, um, and mine memes. And this coin, they did. I guess they did an airdrop. And now this coin hit all-time highs of $1,775. If you look at the chart for meme to USD, it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And shot up to a $48 million market cap with $17 million worth of meme changing hands in 24 hours. Mm. What's interesting about this, this is a community-driven project inspired by a consensus developer's satire of the yield farming bubble and uh what a fun idea don't buy meme is is uh their website so uh, i don't own any meme although i do own some memes but none that are related to this particular coinage Uh, but it's almost like it's almost like it's it's like a it's, it's like such a parody kind of a joke satire uh, in the same vein that Dogecoin is kind of, but it's like, it's kind of taking that same, uh, yeah. Memes are fun. Uh, also from the gaming world, because memes are kind of like games in some respect and, and mining memes is definitely like a game. Atari, which of course is one of the founders of video games. Their uh, VCS system was initially released in 1977. And, um, I, played on it i remember when it came out and they are rebooting this console to have ultra blockchain enabled games on it 
So if you're playing these games, somehow there's going to be features that include in-game NFT trading, esports tournaments, and a game streaming feature, and you'll earn tokens as you play or stream or trade. Hmm. Well, you know, Atari, they've they've really been working in the blockchain crypto world since first investing back in 2018. And they recently did a partnership with the Sandbox, which is owned by Animoca. And uh, they're also, Atari's going to be doing some stuff on WAX as well. They, somebody, I believe from Atari is part of their WAX advisory group, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on there. And we're, we're I'd love to talk to somebody from Atari. I think that uh, that would be a fascinating conversation. So Atari. Yeah, my first time, my first video game ever was Pong. Yeah. So what about b- before Pong? Do you remember the overlay systems? There was the Magnavox Odyssey. And it was a cartridge system, but all it was was dots on the screen. You had to, based on the cartridge, you took a certain overlay and you put it on your television mm. so that you could see what it was that, you know, the game you were playing. Mm. Long I'm time. I'm not as old as you, so I don't remember that. In a galaxy far, far away. So this is interesting. There's a dude, he's a growth hacker, and, uh, I guess he's anonymous. Nobody knows who he is. And what he did is he took a hundred Bitcoin cash QR codes and he hid them. Um, they're, they're preloaded with about $1,100 worth of Bitcoin cash. And he, and he hid them like as a treasure hunt um, in Bakersfield, uh, California for people to find. And if they, they found them um, then, and they scan the QR code, they would get, um, Free Bitcoin cash. That's a fun idea. <laughs> it is fun. Get people to adopt, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's like you've received, there's, there's a picture here. Bitcoin cash. You've received $100 USD. Scan this. Here's how to do it. Download the Bitcoin.com wallet. Select settings and select sweep paper wallet. Keep looking. Mm. The gold you seek is with the priest. That is a fancy ass sticker. Look at that. That. He spent more than a thousand dollars just on all those stickers. That's like super shiny and like very nice. I don't know if the shine costs extra or not. Yeah, shine always costs extra, Mr. Joker. But it's kind of fun. You go to different proper places and you find these things. Uh, it's and, like Pokemon Go, except no app. Except no app. Just well, the app is your your Bitcoin.com wallet, and the show is go. not brought to you by Bitcoin.com. They are not a sponsor. This actually, this story was actually on Cointelegraph.com, talking yeah. about Bitcoin.com, talking about Bitcoin. Very nice. Speaking of properties, our friends that have our favorite virtual property app, Upland, Upland.me, are now announcing that you will be able to trade properties for fiat currency and take fiat out of the app. So I guess you, what does that mean? You'll be able to sell Upix into fiat. Is is that the the reverse of it? Uh, there's an article here on the on the. Um... On the show notes right here, this is uh, badco.in forward slash 447. Go check it up. How it says it's going to work, you put up properties for sale, and then uh, your property can sell for USD. Um, I don't think you can convert U- UPEX into USD, but you can sell properties that you own for USD. There you go, upland.me. I think if you you still, there's still a link that uh, if it's your first time, you get 6,000 in free UPEX if you go to badco.in forward slash upland. 
So uh, we're, we're a fan of the game. We love what Dirk and his team are doing over there. They've expanded from San Francisco to uh, Manhattan in New York. And um, I think they have nothing less than world domination as their plan for this game. Yeah. So there's an upland. I wonder if there's probably not a downland or downix. I don't. I don't think there's downex tokens. You're being a downer. I know. You get, yeah. You're such a downer. You're getting some downex. I'm not down with your ex. Oh no. <laughs> I can. I can understand. I'm sorry. That was that was uncalled for. <laughs> an interesting play on words, Mr. Travis Wright. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? That's all. Oh I'm man, doing. he's amazing. Here's an amazing iTunes review. Yeah. Wait, there's not. You guys are getting lazy on the review. What the hell? Where's our? Amazing- I was going to say a hilarious review, but there's not one because not none of you funny people have been writing any funny things. Oh man, uh, Travis, we need to on uh, on Sunday uh, with the Tim Draper Brock Pierce interview. How about we release a special NFT? Okay, it's only <laughs> we don't have enough NFTs to release. Well, I think we should do it for that particular show. But, you know, the way we've done it in the past is um, mostly on Ethereum. We're going to do this on Wax. And it's truly going to be a first come, first serve. I think we should have some digital scarcity um, for the hundred of them or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. And there'll be a link that we mentioned in the show and you'll you'll have to hurry to go claim one. So the episode should drop around uh, eight o'clock Eastern on Sunday night with Brock Pierce and Tim Draper. You're going to want to listen for the content, stay for the NFT. And mm-hmm. somewhere in the show, we will announce the uh, the NFT location. We're going to make it rarer than others. So first come, first serve. You'll be able to grab it for free. And uh, if you're not in this NFT space, if you hear us talking about this and either you don't get it um, or you don't see the value or you're just not interested at this point. Believe us as futurists, this space is going to be massive. It's going to be massive. Collectibles in the digital form on blockchain are going to be huge. And you're going to start seeing big brands, big names, big intellectual property holders um, that are going to move towards this. And, you know, part of our job here is to help lead you guys into the future and show you what the next big thing is. This is what we've built our careers on doing. And so we're, we're showing you the way and we're inviting you to come along with us. If you don't understand, join our community, especially our Blockchain Heroes community on Telegram. It's not just about Blockchain Heroes. You could talk about anything regarding digital collectibles. Go to t.me forward slash BC Heroes and uh, enjoying the fun here. Uh, it's a great community. People are happy to answer questions and uh, we don't want you to miss out. It's going to be big. Big, 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 big. Huge. going to be huge. Here's the thing. You know, when we started this, we knew that blockchain was big and we knew that it was going to take off and crypto was doing some interesting stuff and we didn't know where it was going to go. And then we saw, you know, some supply chain stuff going. Now we some other really interesting use cases around music and some other stuff. And then DeFi, decentralized finance has just been absolutely ginormous this year. Uh, we think that NFTs, when it's all said and done, are going to be ginormous as well. There's going to be a whole lot of uh, opportunities in the space. So keep an eye on it. It's fun. It is fun. Well, Mr. Travis Wright, we started the show with whales. And I think that we should end it with whales saying, stay bad. Oh, no,
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. And apparently some of them are constipated. (laughs) Why does anybody listen? (laughs) Because we're futurists.